Welcome to Present Company, the Netflix podcast that brings you dynamic conversations with exceptional people behind your favorite series, films, documentaries, and specials. I'm your host, Krista Smith. For years, I was Vanity Fair's ambassador to Hollywood, interviewing countless actors as well as creatives and authorities across the spectrum. My passion is talent, any form of it. How do you know you have it? How do you cultivate it? How do you protect it? And also, I want to get to the heart of what drives it. On this podcast, I'll be talking to people in Hollywood and far beyond. Thank you for joining me. Welcome, listeners. Today, we have the brilliant and delightful Millie Bobby Brown. Millie's big break came in the summer of 2016 when Stranger Things debuted on Netflix. And since then, her performance as Eleven has earned her two Emmy nominations and made her a giant star. She joins the show today to discuss her latest project, the fabulous film Enola Holmes, about the teenage sister of Sherlock Holmes, which she also produced. We talk about why she loves the story of Enola so much and what she finds so rewarding about producing, and also how much she loved working with Helena Bonham Carter. We also talk about her favorite part of the day on set and what she loves to do in her downtime. Here is Millie Bobby Brown. Hi, Millie. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining Present Company today. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited. It's going to be very fun. I always love a fun Zoom, so this is going to be nice. I'm all comfy in my cinema room, so it should be good. I like I like the Jaws poster, and it's it's good fun. I'm in my closet. It's not as cinematic, but the sentiment hey. is there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to get right to it. Enola Holmes is excellent. His Thank movie you. is... It's so fun. And not only is it entertaining, but it also has so much to say about societal change and the role of women and what's possible. I want to talk to you about, you know, what originally drew you to these stories, because it is based on a book. Obviously, it's a it's a series by uh, Nancy Springer. I mean, initially, uh, books have never been something that I have always um, I haven't been as immersed as I have watching t- television and, and, you know, reading's never been my thing, except scripts have always been something that I've loved to read. And I can definitely feel more involved with a script. But I don't know why. I feel like maybe it's just the fact that Nancy Spring is an actual genius that um, Enola Holmes just immediately, like, I wanted to be her. I, I felt so inspired. I wanted to play her tomorrow if I could. I was always so, so, so excited about that character. And I never dropped her. I never stopped talking about her. I was always saying, dad, we got to do it. To my older sister, we have to do it. And finally, we just like all basically came together and we were like, we're going to find a production company. So we have our own production company, PCMA Productions. And we wanted to find a good studio to help us make this film, to find a writer that was going to adapt to Nancy's incredible books and we wanted you know to keep this this story alive it wasn't it wasn't just meant for the shelves it was meant for a tv and it was meant for a cinema screen so everybody can enjoy her um, as much as we enjoyed reading her so 
I was just mostly inspired by her bravery and, you know, um, her being unapologetically herself. It was so inspiring. And I felt very much like I was Enola. And so um, I that's I mean, I knew I wanted to play her from the moment that I, I read mm-hmm. the book. Well, what I love about it, what you, what you said too, is she's so inspiring and she's such a strong female character. But at the same time, throughout the course of the, the film, she stops to take care of a vulnerable boy, yeah. which is so great. The, it's mm-hmm. such a role reversal from what we're used to seeing on in cinema. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and she kind of touches on that. She says, you know, hold on a second. I've got to stop. Even though mom told me to not get distracted by men. Here I am being distracted by this young boy who, you know, needs my help. Um, And, uh, you know, I I love it. I think that she's the superhero. And finally, we can kind of it is a role reversal that's needed. And uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. I love seeing the um, more feminine side of of a of a young teenage boy, um, you know, and and definitely more of a masculine kind of um, side to Enola. I think, it, you know, she wants to be this um, strong person and she doesn't want to label anything and she doesn't she doesn't know who she is. But what she does know is that um, in her mind, there are no like societal rules. You know, she's she's very carefree about everything. She doesn't really understand um you know, society, you know, she's giving boys dresses so that she could dress up as a boy and they can dress up as a girl. And she doesn't really understand that there's already traditional ways of doing things. She wants to break that. And and so do I as a human. I mean, as Millie, I want to break those because I think that it's um, there are barriers um, to evolution and change. And I don't understand why we have to keep following them um, when we should all evolve. And that's what this film's about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I mean, the costumes are incredible. They tell their own story. That was one of the things I was going to get to is because the wardrobe is its own narrative. And it was so great the way she completely fluidly went from one to the other and was equally as comfortable really in either either the corset and the beautiful red dress and the beautiful widow's dress. And then the, the kind of, uh, the boys wardrobe was equally a chic. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that was, that was an amazing, first of all, amazing costume designer Consolata. And I had, she had such an incredible team behind her and I specifically worked with Sue every day. Um, she is, uh, she was, she literally came into my trailer for 20 minutes a day and we would make, I mean, I think the smallest my waist was at one point was 20 inches with the corset on. And it was a beautiful, I mean, like we were so, it was like a competition every day. Who could tie my shoelaces the fastest? Who could put my corset on the fastest? <laughs> I had four layers on every day and it was insane. I've never worked like that. I'm so used to other characters where I'm very like loose fitting um, clothes. And this was, um, it was very restricted, like the society back then. And that's what Consolata brought to life with these amazing you know wardrobe choices and I definitely got to be really a part of that as well which made me really happy because you know I had my two cents in some things and um you know at first the red dress was very um covered on my chest area and I was like no if she wants to be a lady she has to have a little you know lower and like and then that's kind of like the we kind of and then Harry and I were both like, all right, this is how it's going to be. She wants to be a lady. We really have to transform her. And Consolata just always kind of brought her ideas to the table. And they were always so brilliant and excellent. And we were just very, very lucky 
to have her on board with the team. Um, I loved the wardrobe. And Harry, Harry being Harry Bradbeard, the director. For, for our listeners, which is great. And also, sorry, I, sorry, sorry. yeah, no, that's okay. Also, for, for you as Enola, you're doing incredibly complex fight scenes in that corset. Some of the yeah. greatest action is when you are most constricted. Tell me about that prep for that. I mean, you know, naturally it's always a little more difficult just because you're so used to wearing your gym clothes and now you're wearing, you know, obviously um, a corset and a petticoat and heels which is, you know, you can't really do a good roundhouse kick in one of those. But um, I went through lots of preparation with my stunt coordinator and stuff like that. Um, we did like about nearly two months of prep um, for this film. And uh, we maybe even a little longer. I'm, I'm not sure. I, the timeline for me is like really messed up. But what I do know is I was in a lot. I was doing meeting meetings with Harry Bradbeer. Um, and the other cast members. And then I was going to stunts, putting on my heels, putting on the corset and the petticoat and learning the choreography for the, for the fight scenes. I personally love a challenge, so I was always up for it. Um, and, you know, I've always been very, I love throwing myself into characters and, you know, quite literally. <laughs> and uh, I was just very excited to get going. I love, I love difficult stuff. I don't like anything to be easy for myself. And, you know, if it was too easy, I'd like, let's make it harder. Let's do something crazy. Or let's do something bigger and better. And that's just kind of the way I, I, I visioned this film is that everything felt exaggerated, dramatic and cinematic, you know, and that's kind of like the way these fight scenes worked. They were so big and, and really amazing and everyone brought it to life. Mm. And this is your first full fledged lead in a feature, right? This is this is top of the call sheet and you're also a producer on this. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, I've I have always wanted to be part of productions Um but I've never had that opportunity. You know, I've always been on Stranger Things where I've, I'm always sharing it with, you know, my amazing cast members, which whom I love very much. But I've always wanted to be part of um, the process behind the production. So this film felt very right for me because I love, I love Enola. I love the story. And I knew I wanted to put my two cents in. So I got to do that every day with being a producer. I was very listened to, respected, appreciated, and looked as an equal. And that's kind of my biggest thing is like I came onto set and I felt very, um, I felt very appreciated and my, my opinion was really validated. And so that's kind of why I was so excited to be a producer on this film is because I like loved hearing everyone else's thoughts and putting my thoughts in. And I was part of the writing process, the, um, pro like I helped cast, uh, and it was it was really exciting. Like, obviously, we had so many other people doing everything, but I was definitely there in the background hearing everything and and like doing FaceTime calls. And it was really crazy. I did feel like a producer. I was very happy. I was like, wow, this is this is cool. I'm going to do this again. Um, but yeah, I, I just I couldn't have done it without my amazing family supporting behind me and my amazing sister Paige. Um, she produced it, too. And we worked really closely together and you know, just kind of putting a little spice to Enola. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, 
a very good friend of mine, Mary Parent, uh, who runs Legendary and also is a producer on this this film. There's other female, very strong female producers associated with this. Uh, did you what did you absorb from watching them on set and on this big, you know, this is a big movie. This is a, it may have a very specific themes, but it is an adventure movie. It's exciting. There's big set pieces. There's lots of decisions. Uh, I would imagine every single day that went in uh, to filming this. Did you, did you feel like you took away something that you're going to bring with you to your next project? I mean, to be honest with you, I do this Every single every single project, I land something very, very different, take away something very, very different. So, I mean, I love it. I think, like, with this film, I took away... Well, I had amazing producers, like, to, to watch. Like, Ali Mendez was on set um, every single day. Um, I mean, she had an amazing... Um, she was... She had, a, she had a baby. Like, she was, like working so I was like inspired by the fact that she had a baby and she would come to set every single day freezing cold in London weather and you know she would just she would just turn up and and always bring her a-game and like I love that I love seeing you know Mary Parent who I've worked with on Godzilla as well um so we've worked together before and like I am I am constantly amazed by these incredible women and I have such amazing women on my team as well so for me like I take away I'm inspired um, by the women that work with me on a daily basis, like all the time. But on like sets and stuff, like obviously, you know, on Stranger Things, we have amazing women that I work with on my cast. But we I mean, I was directed by um, this amazing director, Uta, um, for a few episodes. And I was incredibly inspired. Like, I love working with women. And personally, on this set, I took away that um, just because I'm a young girl doesn't mean that I can't be listened to and that my voice isn't isn't important enough. Um, and because I felt so important and appreciated on on Enola, um, not that I haven't on any other set, but this specifically just because it's so um, women empowered. Um, I was really, really I was really inspired and took lots away from filming this as well as any other project I work on. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about Helena Bottom Carter, because that she plays your mom. She's fantastic. Uh, she had, I, I read that she felt you were like an old soul and you guys had so much fun, uh, just one, getting to know each other, but also improving. And she was very impressed by your, by your skills. And, but I, I love the chemistry. Actually, the whole cast is fantastic, but just particularly your chemistry together. I wanted to live in that house and play tennis in that room. And I know. <laughs> I mean, like who doesn't want a mom? I like, like, um, Eudoria and, I think that what was so special was that Helena is so close with her um, young daughter, um, who's almost the same age as I am. And we like just got along the moment we saw each other. And I met her daughter and we're very similar in many ways. Um, And I just kind of thought to myself, like, this feels like very much like a mother and daughter relationship. And we would just laugh and laugh and laugh all day long and they would just capture it. I mean, you know, most of the stuff was improv and it was mostly because I felt very comfortable. And to be honest with you, improv has never been something that I've I've particularly enjoyed, nor am I good at, nor do I just really throw myself into. Like, I've always kind of avoided improv at all costs. And I usually just say, hey, can you just tell me what to say? 
Um, and with this film, improv was very much a free reign. And that to me shows that my set was very comfortable and everybody around me felt very comfortable for me to open up and improv and, and, and really improvise on these scenes. And like that just to me gives me, it makes me really excited that that was kind of my, that, that was the set I worked on. And Helena specifically just made me feel very comfortable. I mean, like I would just say the most random things and they'd keep it in there. And then because you know why she would say the most random things and then I would just say it. And then together it was like a mumble jumble and then they kept it in the film. But I mean, Helena, she's just a legend really, isn't she? And as a person, she's an amazing person. I loved working with her and she's just got a, a real heart for people. What is your favorite part of the day when you know you're going to set? For any project, whether it's Stranger Things or or a big feature film like this? I like it when I like hair and makeup. Hair and makeup can be fun. Um, sometimes not, <laughs> but sometimes yes. Um, I would also say I love it when I am validated. I love it when I feel like the director says that was the one. Good job. That was it. Like that to me makes me feel like I did a good job. And I also like it when he says, hey, that was really not good. Try again. And then I can and then I can do it again. Um, I enjoy those moments. And like any person that works, I enjoy leaving <laughs> and going home and sleeping sometimes. I was literally like, Ugh. like I was I was exhausted sometimes, you know, but I was very um, I mean, obviously, I enjoyed every single second on set. But like, like I said, like any working person, I was working a lot on this film. And I was just I was also very excited to go home and hug my mom and my dad and just sit down on the sofa and then read my lines for the next day, and the next day, and the next day. So um, but every day, it's usually hair and makeup specifically for this film was always so fun because whoever was in the chair next to me could have been Henry Cavill, Sam Claflin. Louis Partridge or Helena Bonham Carter and each person was very different brought something very different to the makeup and hair trailer um you know Henry was always very stoic in his chair looking straight directly into the mirror and Louis Partridge and I are very much similar so we listened to rap music and we would talk about all things um social media and TikTok and Sam Claflin I would li- I don't even think I was ever sat in the chair I was just hysterically laughing at every single thing that falls out of that man's mouth um so <laughs> it's just always very fun I would always look forward on this film mm-hmm in your downtime, is there one f- favorite thing that you always love to do if when you know you're not working and you have like uh, two weeks ahead of you where you don't have to do anything? Well, it depends. So on this film specifically, I was always really excited because if I had two weeks off, it meant that I was in London. So my family live in London. So I was always either visiting cousins, visiting aunts and uncles um, or my, my amazing grandmother who... Um, I love so much and I I would visit her a lot and um, I would try to explain the plot of this film, but she really wouldn't understand. (laughs) She, she, she doesn't understand at all, but she knows Sherlock Holmes. So, you know, just like spend time with my family because when I am working, I really don't get to be at home very often. And I have an amazing eight-year-old sister that's growing up and like every day I would come home from work and she'd say something new and like very different. And I'd be like, like I've missed a whole 24 hours and you've learned a whole new word and that's terrifying. And, um, you know, she would just, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky that I get to kind of come home and spend time with my family and, you know, have amazing dinners and homemade dinners and just like watch TV and, 
be a normal kid that's that's what I'm you know mm-hmm. that's what I am and like at the end of the day I work like I work like an adult but I'm very much an, a child in so many ways and I love watching films and and just being at home um like anyone and I love my school so those are the things I enjoy to be honest with you right well from a public perspective it feels like you know you've been shot out of a cannon since the summer of 2016, right? Stranger Things landed and overnight it was just such a sensation and people were obsessed with the show and particularly with Eleven, your character, um, the awards, all this stuff. It's it's crazy to think that it's only four years ago uh, for you. I mean, to be honest with you, it was really, I started this eight years ago um, when I was eight years old. I, 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 so people just, you know, obviously they, they see what they see, right. which is obviously totally fine. I mean, I went to every audition. I went for every film you could possibly ever imagine. Um, I, you know, I was about to do a film and then the other girl would get it. And I was about to do this TV show and the other girl would get it. And I would pilot season was my favorite season because that means that I could just audition, 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 and then get rejected, rejected, rejected. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then, you know, and that was kind of what it was. And then I moved to London because I was like, I'm done with this. You know, this is so difficult. This is horrible. And I've never heard the, the word no more in my whole life. And, um, then Stranger Things came along and it obviously mm-hmm. changed my life forever. And I'm so grateful, but I've been doing this for a, a little bit. This is just one of those things that I'm, I'm obviously very grateful for. And my family and I have worked very hard at um, getting me to this amazing point, which I'm really grateful for. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been four years since my whole life kind of changed and like walking down the street is a little bit more difficult than usual. But other than that, I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to be in this industry and entertain people and make people laugh and make people feel empowered. And this is what this film is all about. It's a coming of age story, kind of like my, my story a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's really good perspective. I'm so glad that you shared that because people do think it's like overnight. I just walked in a room and did an audition and got Stranger Things and here we are. And that's but, not how it works. Yeah. What advice do you have for, uh, young people, regardless of their passion, like how to persevere through it and how to persevere through the rejection. And you're you're unique in that you knew at a very young age what you wanted to do, you know, and you were very driven in that. Finding your purpose. And Mm -hmm. Ella doesn't know what her purpose is and everyone around her knows what their purpose is. And she's like, but how do I fit into this equation? How do I, how do I, what, how do I find out what I want to be? And um, I hope that young girls can look at this and say, hey, I don't know either. I don't know why I'm, I'm particularly here and what's in, what my purpose and importance is in life. But you're going to find that and you're going to explore that and creating an open mind for yourself and letting and accepting whoever's in and out of your life. You'll learn along the way who's who you are as a person. But I would say to people that are, you know, getting rejected or or working in the industry and it's it's very difficult, I would say remember why you're doing it. Remember what you want to be. Remember what you want to be doing in three years time. And I always thought three years time, I want to still be doing this. So keep your friends and loved ones nearby and help them inspire you and lift you up and create such a positive, you know, space around you that you want to keep doing what you love. And that's, mm-hmm. that's 
that's what I've been mm-hmm. doing this for eight years. So awesome. <laughs> it's worked all right. I have to ask you, uh, what's one of your favorite fan art pieces that you've gotten for Stranger Things? What's one of the most unique or something that you loved that you received? Um, I've had some really, really cool ones. I think to me, I've always loved the posters just because, you know, like the posters are very, very cool. And I've always loved shooting for the posters too. Like shooting for season three was really cool. We shot on a hill in Atlanta, um, on a grass hill and Finn and I had to hold hands and like Noah and I were looking back at the camera. Yeah, it's great. And also I, I want to talk, uh, before we we go about UNICEF because you are their youngest ambassador and this is very important to you. I know that. And I know that you're very thoughtful in your choices, even in these films, like Enola is a great, a great character to play, but it also has a message in there as did Godzilla, you know? So I really appreciate your process and how you choose where you want to spend your time as much fun as you're having and it is that's fun and it's great I just tell you that's one of the kindest compliments thank you for saying that like that genuinely I don't hear that very often and to me when somebody like resonates with the stuff I do and the reason I do it like that gives me that just like that makes me really happy that you're like taking note that I actually do really want to choose the projects that feel right to me. So carry on. But thank you for saying that. Yeah, of course. So I so in that, let's talk about UNICEF a little bit, because this is that's a big responsibility. I would always see on the commercial UNICEF commercials. And I always said to my parents, like, donate, donate, donate. I was always the one that's like, Dad, text this number. We're going to donate because their commercials always felt very real and they felt very genuine and they felt like they had a genuine message behind it. And so I've always been like, researching the ambassadors like Audrey Hepburn is my all-time mm. role model and inspiration and she was um an incredible goodwill ambassador and um you know as well as so many others I always used to watch the same commercial of UNICEF um every day like literally all the time it would inspire me it was called it was a unconditionally by Katy Perry and she went on a trip to I think a refugee camp and I just always watched it. I watched it and I wanted to be, I wanted to be there. I wanted to, I wanted to learn more about their culture and what they have been through and the struggles they've been through. And if I could just give them a little light in their life, um, that's what I wanted to do. And I've always wanted to do that. For me, I've always had, that's my achievement. And I haven't achieved it fully yet because I want to do so much more work with um, UNICEF, but becoming this, um, taking this responsibility for me was something I've always wanted. Um, I was always like, I'm never going to let you down. I'm going to do this. This is what I've wanted to do almost my whole life. And I just, I'm so happy they gave me this opportunity to work with them and to hopefully give children and young people the voice they need and, uh, the platform they need to achieve what they want to achieve in their life. Well, Congratulations on that. And I have to say, it's it's been delightful to talk with you. And I love your work. You're, you're always a dynamic performer. But more importantly, you feel like such an inspiration for us older generation to look at this younger generation. And especially as a woman, to see, to see someone like you with such a strong work ethic. I really love it. And I cannot wait to see 
what you do moving forward. It's really exciting. Thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait to see how this turns out. All right. Great to see you, Millie. Cheers. Great to see you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you've been listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. Join me next time for more meaningful conversations here at Present Company.